0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast presented by the Hampton Inn Waco. This episode Cotton Bowl Classic Stories. Hi everyone and welcome to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast presented by the Hampton Inn Waco. When you visit Waco, Be sure to make the Hampton Inn, Waco, your home field on the road. I am author and oral historian Jackson Michael, and we're going to listen to some great stories from three Cotton Bowl games during the glory days of the Southwest Conference in the 1960s and 1970s. We will hear wonderful stories about the 1968 Cotton Bowl between Texas A&M and Alabama, from Texas A&M quarterback Ed Hargett and legendary sports writer Mickey Herskowitz. We'll hear from Houston Cougars running back Alois Blackwell about the 1977 Cotton Bowl, and we will also get into a backstory about the Cotton Bowl between SMU and Georgia that was not played on New Year's Day, but actually on New Year's Eve, the day before the 1966 NFL championship game was played on the same field, that section will feature stories from the great Jerry Levias of SMU and groundskeeper George Toma. Just a quick reminder to you to please follow the Texas Sports Hall of Fame on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, please let your friends and family know about it. And please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Let's get into some things about the 1968 Cotton Bowl Classic between Texas A&M and Alabama. That game had a lot of history behind it as Texas A&M head coach Gene Stallings played college football for Alabama head coach Bear Bryant when Bryant coached the Aggies in the 1950s. Here was Bear Bryant's protege lining up his team against his mentor on New Year's Day of 1968. The 1967 season started out rough for the Aggies. The team lost their first four games. Coach Stallings righted the ship, however, and Texas A&M won six games in a row to close out the season and clinch the Southwest Conference title and a berth in the 1968 season. Cotton Bowl Classic. Texas A&M nearly started the season off 0-5, but came back to win a close game at Texas Tech that literally saved the season. The Aggies had their backs against the wall late in the fourth quarter and made a fourth and long on a pass from Ed Hargett to Bob Long. The play gained about 30 yards and brought Texas A&M to the Tech 15-yard line. Hargett ran the ball in for the score on the very next play as the clock expired, giving Texas A&M a much-needed win that turned their season around. Hargett recalled the game for us at the 2020 Southwest Conference Legends Golf Tournament and Reunion held by the Texas Sports Hall of Fame at the Clubs of Kingwood in Kingwood, Texas. He said the play and the game was not without controversy and Tech fans still growl over Hargett's winning score.
1: You know, I don't know if you know the story, they claim that our guy clipped a guy and there should have been a penalty and everything. And I tell them, look, there was a penalty on the play. Y'all were offsides, we refused the penalty and we took the touchdown. So, But uh, I saw the guy when he jumped, saw the referee throw the flag, so I knew I had a free play and I wasn't worried about when I took off to run, whether I scored or not. And I knew we were gonna have another play to, to try to score. Uh, after that even if I didn't get in the end zone
0: and last agent made a great block and I just coasted into the end zone we won the ball game. The wind kicked the College Station Magic into high gear for Texas A&M during the 1967 Southwest Conference season. We covered a lot of the season in detail on the Gene Stallings episode of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. That is episode two of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. Stallings guided the team through the 1967 NCAA football season in which they finished six and four overall, but their conference record was tops in the Southwest Conference and gave the Aggies the title. They faced off against the Alabama Crimson Tide on New Year's Day in the Cotton Bowl Classic, pitting student versus mentor as coaches. Journalist Mickey Herskowitz said that it was a friendly rivalry between the two coaches that resulted in some press conference fun.
1: After every practice, both coaches would come to, I think it was the Statler hilton downtown for a press conference. Usually they'd have on a suit and a tie, but Stallings, when they came in and he had on ankle boots and a rough jacket, a flannel shirt, and Brian said, where the hell have you been? He said, I've been out coaching my football team.
0: Alabama featured quarterback Ken Stabler, and they finished the regular season ranked in the top 10 with an 8-1-1 record. Alabama also had Bear Bryant on the sidelines. Already a legendary coach at the time. Mickey Herskowitz told us that Bryant's status earned him a favorable officials call during the 1968 Cotton Bowl that went against Texas A&M. Herskowitz said that when Gene Stallings told the story to a group of people, Coach Stallings prefaced it by saying he actually knew a time when Bear Bryant made a mistake during a game. Here's how things unfolded.
1: And he said, that year that we played in the Cotton Bowl, we were playing Coach Bryant in Alabama. He said uh, in the third quarter, the Aggies had their lead. And Ken Stabler, the snake, was Alabama's quarterback. And they had one of those screwy rules that year where if you took a guy out in the middle of a quarter, he couldn't come back in. So... Alabama was trailing and it was third down and four and they were a Including LSU. And then one of the assistant coaches, I think it was Bud Moore, who was sort of a senior on the And he's totally, you know, befuddled. just saw coach Bryant take his quarterback out and put it back in and the official walked away from him over his shoulder he said you ain't coach Bryant.
0: Herskowitz added that he often told that story at presentations after coach Stallings had shared it with him at one event the official that called the penalty was actually there and confirmed that story to Mickey. Although Bryant got the call on that play, it was Texas A&M's day to shine. The Aggie defense that forced a large number of turnovers during the season created multiple turnovers against Alabama. And Texas A&M won the 1968 Cotton Bowl Classic 20-16.
1: Curly Hallman had a couple
0: of interceptions
1: and then, you
0: know, we held on to win. At the end, Curly made an interception right at the end of the game to to sail the game. The 1968 Cotton Bowl marked a legendary victory for the Texas A&M football program. The upstart Aggies, who finished the regular season at 6-4, surprised a lot of people with their New Year's Day win. Alabama head coach Bear Bryant was happy for Gene Stallings, his former player, and picked him up and carried Stallings around the field after the game to celebrate in good fun. When we return, we'll hear from Houston running back Alois Blackwell about his special performance in the 1977 Cotton Bowl and a backstory to the Cotton Bowl between SMU and Georgia after SMU's 1966 Southwest Conference title on the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast presented by the Hampton Inn Waco. When you come to Waco, be sure to stay at the Hampton Inn Waco, located just a short distance from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. You'll start your day off with a delicious complimentary breakfast, and you'll enjoy the Hampton Inn Waco's free Wi-Fi, fitness center, and pool. Next time you bring your team to Waco, make the Hampton Inn Waco your home court on the road. Welcome back to Cotton Bowl Classic Stories on the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, presented by the Hampton in Waco. 1976 was the first year that the Houston Cougars played football as a member of the Southwest Conference. The team went two and eight the previous year, and no one could have expected them to win. The Southwest Conference, but win the conference they did, finishing with a 7-1 and conference record under head coach Bill Yeoman. The team climbed into the Associated Press's top 10 after dominating Texas in Austin. The Cougars stayed in the top 10 for the rest of the way and entered the 1977 Cotton Bowl, ranked sixth in the country to face fourth-ranked Maryland, who was undefeated at 11-0 coming into that game. Senior Alois Blackwell was the star running back for the Houston Cougars that season. He rushed for over 1,100 yards and scored 11 touchdowns that year. When he and the rest of the Cougars arrived in Dallas for the Cotton Bowl, they enjoyed the warm weather and expected the warm front to continue into New Year's Day. Prior to that day, The weather was like in the 70s. I got a wake-up call for the game. They said the temperature was 19 degrees outside, and it warmed up to like 21 degrees by game time. The Washington Post reported that the cold front brought a record low temperature. Alois remembers the cold air as he stood in front of the tunnel before kickoff. I can remember when I came out of this tunnel and the and the cold air hit my face, I can remember my prayer was, "God, please don't let my feet get cold. You know <laughs> I, I didn't ask for a touchdown or a hundred yards. I just said, Please don't let my feet get cold. Blackwell and the Cougars not only stayed warm that day, they were hot. Alois scored two touchdowns in the first quarter. As the Cougars jumped out to a 21 to nothing lead in the first six minutes of the game. I remember the first one I had to break three tackles in regards to getting into the end zone. It was like a I think it was a 30-yard touchdown and it, it, it was it was an exciting day. The excitement continued to grow for the Southwest Conference Champions. Houston built a 27-7 halftime lead and shocked the previously unbeaten Terrapins with a 30-21 Cotton Bowl victory when it was all over. The Cougars' 30 points was the most Maryland gave up all season and came after the Maryland defense posted three straight shutouts. Blackwell rushed for 149 yards and two touchdowns on the day. He also earned the Cotton Bull's Offensive Most Valuable Player Award. You can hear more stories from both Alois Blackwell and Texas A&M quarterback Ed Hargett in episode 17 of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, covering the 2020 Southwest Conference Legends Golf Tournament and Reunion. Another historic Southwest Conference team that spun a losing record one year Into a conference title, the next was the 1966 SMU Mustangs, coached by Hayden Fry. The Mustangs finished 4-5-1 in 1965, but ended with an 8-2 record during the regular season of 1966. SMU's 6-1 record within the conference entitled them to a spot in the Cotton Bowl against Georgia. The Mustangs were powered by offensive dynamo Jerry Levis. He said that it was a magical season on the field for the Ponies.
1: Well, that season was a miracle. You know, scoring touchdowns in the last minute, or I was running a kickoff back, or I was doing this or doing that. You know, we beat Rice in the last eight seconds, we win somebody else in the last four, you know, beat Texas. We were doing all kinds of stuff, and I was scoring touchdowns.
2: And it was just a miracle season.
0: You can learn a lot more about Jerry Levias and hear many more of his stories and also hear a lot of great SMU and Southwest Conference football history in episodes 5 and 6 of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. Both episodes focus on Levias' brilliant life story and football career. As Levias pointed out, 1966 was a miracle season for SMU. And it was also a miracle season for the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys won the NFL's Eastern Conference with a 10-3-1 record. The conference championship lifted the Cowboys into the 1966 NFL championship game against the Green Bay Packers. And here's where a neat backstory to the SMU Georgia Cotton Bowl and the 1966 NFL championship game begins. New Year's Day fell on a Sunday in 1967 and also happened to be the scheduled date for the NFL championship game. Remarkably, in January of 1966, the Cotton Bowl Athletic Association announced that since New Year's Day was going to be on a Sunday, the Cotton Bowl Football Classic would be played on December 31st of 1966. This broke from the longtime tradition of the game being played on January 2nd when New Year's Day fell on a Sunday. In fact, all of the other major bowl games that season, such as the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, played on January 2nd of 1967. The SMU Georgia Cotton Bowl played on December 31st, 1966 was the only time that the Cotton Bowl Classic was played on December 31st until the Cotton Bowl Classic held its first college football playoff game in 2015. This is amazing to think about today, but the SMU Georgia Cotton Bowl kicked off at 1:15 on Saturday, December 31st. The NFL championship game between the Cowboys and Packers kicked off at 3 p.m. the next day in the same stadium, on the same field. Could you imagine a major college bowl game and the Super Bowl or the NFC championship game being played on the same field with the bowl game ending less than 24 hours before the championship game kicked off? Although the Cotton Bowl Stadium served as SMU's home field, the Mustangs lost to Georgia 24 to 9. Groundskeeper George Toma had less than 24 hours to change over the field from the Cotton Bowl Football Classic to the NFL Championship game. This included painting the team names in the end zone where the college names were and the NFL logo at midfield. George Toma told the story during a phone interview in April of 2021.
2: They invited me to do the job to get the field ready for the championship game, which was being held at the Cotton Bowl between the Cowboys and the Packers. But what we had there, we had a tough time, but we got the job done. On Saturday, there was the New Year's Day game at the Cotton Bowl. And, uh, we had to get the field ready for the Cotton Bowl. I believe it was Georgia and uh, SMU. And we had to work all night to change the field over from uh, the Cotton Bowl to the championship game between the Cowboys and the Packers. And it was a tough night because we had to change all the end zones, things like that. And so that next morning I had to get some helicopters to help dry the end zones.
0: So George Toma and his crew used helicopters to speed the drying of the paint to make sure that the field was ready for the 1966 NFL Championship game on January 1st 1967 after the Cotton Bowl Football Classic was played the day before on December 31st 1966. The Cowboys took the NFL championship game to the wire, but lost falling just shy of the game-tying touchdown and only a few yards away from potentially playing in Super Bowl one. George Toma, he was also the groundskeeper for Super Bowl one. And get this, he's been the groundskeeper for every single Super Bowl since then. This season, The Cotton Bowl Classic is one of the games for the college football playoff, and it features the Alabama Crimson Tide against the Cincinnati Bearcats for a spot in the national championship game. This season's Cotton Bowl Classic, like the SMU Georgia Cotton Bowl, will be played on December 31st. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast presented by the Hampton Inn Waco. Come visit the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and when you do, be sure to book your stay at the Hampton Inn Waco located just a few short minutes from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Please follow the Texas Sports Hall of Fame on their social media channels and please invite your friends to listen to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast.